0: Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss.
1: Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes.
0: Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
2: Just before I came here, I I was just in bottlers and rambling sitting outside. And a guy came up I don't know what it, what it is about my look, but a guy came up to me like, definitely younger than me, he didn't look like an undercover guard or anything, which you but he comes up to me and he's like, he just goes, sorry, do, do you do so weed? I have cash. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I was just like, what am I, am I wearing something that makes me look particularly like uh, a weed eater?" <laughs> you know what I mean? I was thinking I said to him, oh man, Taylor is too late, you know? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Hello, Dublin! Hello, Ireland!
1: Stephen's Green, there in, in the heart of his city, having a lo- lovely place of green grass, the flowers, and everything, but the people go in, ramble
3: around at your leisure. There's not a city in the world really,
2: <laughs> But I must say, I do really love Ireland, and I do like living here. I, I know that. I often talk with my boyfriend oh where we can live next and because we do want to experience the world in general it's not just that we want to stay in one place forever yeah but i am not ready to move from here you know like i feel like i want to stay a bit longer and i guess that's really positive yeah. from ireland like <laughs> i do really enjoy it and i do think it's the people i really do think yeah. it's the easygoing type of uh, personalities that we can see everywhere and it's just you go into a
0: bar and you have pint with everybody, you know? <laughs> regardless of where you are, and yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's cool.
2: When people have an opinion about Dublin, and like an ingrained idea, which I don't think is true, okay. which, and I think a lot of people think, and they say it to me, there's nothing going on in Dublin, there's nothing to do here. And all this negative talk and I'm like, you're insane. I'm like, let me tell you something to do every night of the week, multiple things to do every night of the week because there's so much going on. There's so many amazing restaurants. There's
3: so much talent in terms of music, comedy, magic, drag, dance. There is so much to do.
2: And it, all, it, like, it has its own cross mics too. So you can have them on just to record. Yeah. Like, everything is another track. And, it, like, in terms of the, like, obviously, like, I would be getting, like, just normal SN58s off it or something like that. Um, but it, like, yeah, it, like, massive fan of Zoom in general. Like, been using their software, like, 10 years. Like, they're unreal.
1: When did you first, like, get into, like, media or any way, shape, or form?
2: So, I was doing, like, music. I was, like, in in a band, like, when I was, like, fucking 16, 17, 18. So, I think like that was the first time I got I and one of us got a zoom I think it was the H1 then mm. um, I, to be honest I've actually been quite into video editing uh, just as a like normal um, hobby like a normal hobby. I like I used to. I don't know, but like I'm a, a like a wrestling fan when I was a kid. I
1: oh, like <laughs> and, us all.
2: <laughs> and yeah, I used to. Uh, I, I I don't know if you ever remember, like back in the day, they used to have these like WWE Desire videos or WWF Desire. Uh, and it started with like the song Creed, My Sacrifice, and it was mm-hmm. initially it was showing like all of wrestling's history to Creed's My Sacrifice. And then I, I think I started video editing when I was about thirteen or fourteen because I wanted to make. I'd like a desire video for breath to hit my heart oh, um, nice. you know, <laughs> um, so so I started by just doing that and then just doing different other kind of random prank clips and things like that but uh, so it's kind of always just been a random hobby the video editing that day and then I did that way then the music obviously it was just another thing then like where you kind of use media again and I did then study um, like I was living in Amsterdam for five years I studied uh, interactive animation and um, which was, like, it was it was kind of, it was, it, was, it was great in a way. Like, as a hobby, I was already doing, like, posters of bands and things like that before. Um, but I wish I actually did, like, they had, a, like, a video production course there. And I realized that, like, animation is so tedious. Like, I did well in it and everything, but it's, I'd never want to work in it. It's the most tedious. Look. It, might, it might be a lot easier now with loads of automation. Yeah. But, like it would like, if you're doing something on your own yeah it could be months doing a single project that isn't even that long in length yeah couple whereas of we, seconds
1: of footage yeah
2: like whereas in video editing you, like just as a hobby you can get something that you're quite happy with in a day it, yeah, yeah you know yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, so that's I really wish I did video production to be honest yeah um, but whatever you know. all these new free tools it's handier to get into now so yeah yeah so,
1: yeah, well yeah uh, yeah it's good Like, but at the same time yes so. it can be complex yeah. uh, it depends on what kind of level you want to do it with yeah. Too. Yeah. like I'm grand I'll do now a couple of like co- cut of this and make it a reel but that's really not video editing that's kind of just putting something off a phone and onto a, a computer ah yeah but like the, that uh, what you call it DaVinci Resolve yeah there's so many fucking buttons and, that. and there's so many different things that you can do yeah. it's, uh, it's another world
2: yeah, yeah. like I, I kind of a reason I would have loved to mainly as well is because I would have liked to uh, have the extra theory of that that yeah. you may not dig into yourself you may not even need, you may not even know what you actually need to look for yeah. and you could learn about it, that would be pretty sweet Like. yeah know.
1: exactly um, why Amsterdam for five years or was it just to study
2: Um. this is reporting is it <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know what say, I'll it exactly actually so uh, I did like <laughs> I it's completely funny I, uh, it, it's funny because it links into something that just happened to me which is surprising but um so I, I, I did a degree in finance uh, in UCC and I never really wanted to do finance. Uh, I kind of wanted to do music. My dad kind of made me do finance. Or he's the best dad ever. He was you know hmm. best intentions. But then finished finance. Kind of did nothing for a year. Then after it, um, and then I was like, okay, look, I'll go to Amsterdam to do animation. I smoked a lot of weed at this time. Mm. Um, and, like, I used to, like, be a part of, like, SSPP, Students for Sensible Drug Policy. Uh-huh. I was one of four people that set up the first one in Ireland. Oh, well. I used to, like, organise legalized cannabis marches. Yeah. Um, and then there was... So, like, me and two friends, we had to put our name on, like, a safety certificate for the police when we ran a legalised cannabis march. And at the time, I was smoking a lot of weed, and obviously I didn't really trust the whole police with all... There was a few scenarios. I never ever got caught with weed or anything like that. Hmm. But uh, there was a point on like a, a Sunday morning at like eight AM. There's like banging on my door, uh, and I was living at the top of an apartment thing. And luckily, as I kind of like strolled down, I look out the little thing window, and it's a big fucking police van, uh-huh. with, like four police, two women, two men, and I just ran up. And my friend was in the thing, and I was like fucking character they just kept banging and never came in yeah. but then I like I found out that they were going on a series of raids but obviously they didn't have any warrant for me because yeah. there was no reason they could have a warrant Yeah. Uh, but what they do if they don't have a warrant and they think you open the door They'll break through They can come in uh, They'll say they had Reasonable suspicion They will claim They smelled something Okay um, Jesus And the reality is They took my name from My name and address From the safety certificate Of running the Legalised cannabis march yeah. And I think that that When that happened I was like I hated Ireland at the time like, yeah. you know, like obviously I love Ireland But like I I hated it I was just like This is disgraceful Yeah um, So I just wanted That's why I kind of Picked Amsterdam to do the animation over there and I think one really solid thing that Amsterdam gave me in the five years I was there was I, I ended up, like, trusting police again. Like, but, like, <laughs> it, no, because it was always a case where I'd be... I, I, you'd see, you know, you'd see a guard and you you just feel anxiety, even if you're doing nothing wrong. Yeah. Um, whereas, after a after while in Amsterdam, you realise that, oh, they're, they're actually here to help me. You know? Yeah. Uh, and it, it helped me then eventually when I came back and now I see a guard and it's grand. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not... I i don't smoke weed anymore, but... Um, that, that was what I was really... Just before I came here, I... I was just in butlers and wrap mine, sitting outside, and a guy came up. To me, I don't know what it, what is about my look, but a guy came up to me, like definitely younger than me. He didn't look like an undercover guard or anything, which yeah. you think, but he comes up to me, he's like, like he just goes, sorry. Do you, you sell weed I have cash? <laughs> <laughs> I was just sitting in some I was having an oyster mocha. <laughs> <laughs> I was, and I was just like, what? Am I what am I wearing something that makes me look particularly like uh, a weed eater." <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I was thinking I said to him, Oh man, ten years too late, <laughs> you <Yeah.
1: laughs> know.
2: Why did you stop smoking it? Um, I think I so there was kind of a different periods weirdly enough i i didn't smoke for like the last two years in amsterdam and then i so i kind of like when i came back to quark like like it's a bit of a long thing but i basically my viral video hit and then at the exact same time i got crohn's disease Mm. and it was fairly upsetting because I, I was supposed to move to London to try capitalise on it yeah. and then all of a sudden I'm in a hospital in Cork yeah. uh, and I was in there for quite some time too and I had like a terrible Android phone which mm-hmm. it like it wouldn't even it was weird the Facebook app at the time wouldn't even show me all the comments I could only see wow. the top 20 comments on every post mm-hmm. so I wasn't even able to to manage what was happening and then I when I got out of the hospital I just started smoking weed again in Cork so I th- started smoking again for probably about a year a year and a bit and then I I went to do a masters in Trinity in digital marketing strategy and then that's kind of when I was like All right, I need to stop smoking weed again get the you know if I'm going to do this masters I want to do it right Yeah, uh, and then I just haven't kind of picked it up since again and fair enough
1: I am um, when I, you're the first guest that we've had on this podcast that I can kind of talk to a little bit more about, to my family because we're like all in like Liverpool supporters. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> my brother now has kids, uh, and they're you know whatever ten. Eleven, twelve years old, yeah, uh, and I was like, "Oh, you know that song, And they were like, "Yeah, yeah." It's like I'm going to talk to the guy who made that song, and they're like, "No way!" <laughs> 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 um, but it, it must have been a pretty mad experience, all the same. Oh, it
2: was, it was insane! Like it, it was amazing. It was class. Um, yeah, it's, it was a bit of a whirlwind, obviously, as well, because it was like uploaded on a Tuesday. I I was I flew back to Amsterdam on the Wednesday. Cause I uploaded when I was in Cork, and I remember like then on the Wednesday getting a call from or I think it was no it could have been a Thursday getting a call from Soccer M. I was in my friend's gaff, and I, I literally just had to like kind of like kneel down on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like Is no way, <laughs> so, and, then, and then I was like flying to London. Yeah. I did like BBC Radio One on the Friday, and then I did Soccer AM on the Saturday, and I was at the match Sunday and then in between that I was like just running all over London it was like French news Norwegian news all these different clips yeah. um, and I think that's also kind of what brought the so like I obviously was you know ha- I probably had Crohn's already yeah uh, but like for it to stress. get more severe yeah the, the kind of the, the hospital said it always comes on with like a major stress event yeah um, but it was sick like all of that was sick obviously meeting Klopp and Sal and the players and and uh, like even like one of the coolest things was I remember the time I went on the I was on the Raid Artsy show when he had the Saturday night slot on our i seen team. it on YouTube yeah and uh, I remember like the, I was like I was like I wonder who else is on and they were like oh so it, it's the 60th birthday special of Shane McGowan so it's gonna be you and Shane McGowan I was <laughs> <laughs> so happy on the lineup! <laughs> I know it's like and like me agreement with Shane McGowan <laughs> like, he was such a legend as well like ah like oh, i remember like rt told me i could bring six uh, people um to it and they were going to be sitting behind me and they were also bringing a Liverpool supporters club and i I kind of just goes Look I'm just going to Message everyone And most of the lads Are in Cork or Kerry or whatever Yeah Like a lot of them Won't be able to call and Blah 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 But i just message everyone So I messaged 13 people All 13 games Of course All all 13 Were like yeah definitely And then I was like Oh shit Okay (laughs) Uh, Overbooked So we just I just I was like just gonna pretend to RT as if nothing, you know. Yeah. Uh, so we walked in with all thirteen, and they were kind of like, "Okay, okay." Uh, so it was just us in the green room. I like, could tell one or two of them like, "You're being a bit rowdy here now," like you know, calm down. Like, uh, but I remember one of my friends, Rob. Like, he, he's uh, he's like the smart, he's like the dumbest smart person I know. Like, he's <laughs> incredibly intelligent, <laughs> but like he's so dumb as well. It's like, yeah. unbelievable. Like. And uh, he was just standing right in Shane McGowan's, right in front of him as Shane McGowan was trying to watch My Left Foot, which was on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> and like, to two or three times, like, and he was just like, come on, I'm, I'm trying to watch <laughs> 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 And I'm oh, also conscious, I'm also like, Don't you know what I mean? Oh,
3: that's brilliant. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, the whole thing was a whirlwind, you know what I mean? Um, Whoa. I don't.
1: I think I'm more interested. I've got two people that I'm interested to know about. Uh, I'm going to go first to Klopp. What was it like?
2: He was absolute legend. Um, so I was kind of just waiting, and then like he's exactly it's ex- like th- he's exactly the character that you think he is from. It's not. There's no like he's. So that's just him and, like because yeah. w- w- he kind of walks out around the corner. He's a good bit away, and he literally just goes ah it's the moment of the <laughs> moment he just like runs over gives me a hug and I was just like this is fucking unbelievable like yeah he was Jesus. incredibly sound um, Manny, when he walked out he just laughed he just couldn't stop laughing and like you know sh- like sh- shook his hand signed a thing and he's, he just kept laughing Salah actually I had a like really good long chat with him he was so sound as well really I wish I would, like Bobby didn't speak English
1: yeah
2: um, and I, I have the jersey that I wore in Soccer M and it's sounded like Klopp, Salah and Mane and not Bobby oh, uh, nice. and I'd love to get Bobby because he's my favourite player <laughs> <Yeah. in there. laughs> uh, but it just didn't kind of work out in the way but like even when like all the players left Salah stayed around for an extra five minutes just chatting and it was kind uh, of that's really nice I, I, I'm trying to remember exactly what we talked about because like it, do you know what's kind of happened is I I like in comedy, when I when I ever talked about in comedy, I just I just made up lies about what we talked about. I pretended mm. that I was acting like Kevin and that I was like, mm. oh, more like your left foot, like man, you know. Yeah. But no, he was actually <laughs> a normal chap. But because yeah. I lied so much, so much yeah. I can't really remember. <laughs> what, what is that real truth? Yeah, no, like, I'm pretty sure I did actually say to him like, I was like, man, what does it feel like to be like, you know? And he was just very like humble and nice. He was just. Yeah. Like, I do remember one thing actually, which was. I had two friends, two Egyptian friends, comedians, and one of them told me this Arabic to say to him, um, and I did it. And also, I like I, I remember I made it one full part of me some sort of stupid <laughs> thing, like. But I actually goes like, oh Mo, my friend told me some Egyptian to say to you instead of Arabic, <laughs> uh, and I myself I was like, oh al Ibn al-Azina and Mo just goes. Like that, oh. and then I was like, "Oh, I hate this. Hager's after fucking me here, like you know." Um, what does that mean? Uh, so that was I, I, so. So then I was like, "I was like, oh, it, is that bad? Is that?" And he's like, uh, "It's not good. It's not good. It's not good." He's like, "It's fine. It's fine, but you shouldn't say this." And he was like very nice about it. But then I went back to Hager, and she was like. No, my my grandmother says it all the time it's it's fine. It can be good or bad. It means son of a gun. But then I said it to like a Lebanese friend, and he was also just like, no, it's not good. I think it kind of means son of a bitch. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah You yeah. <know>.
1: Um, <laughs> all the fucking things to say. Yeah. they're yeah. your heroes as well.
2: I know. Yeah. Uh, locally, it wasn't the first thing I said to him. I knew that there was a sincerity behind. It. I thought it was like you know. Um, and did
1: you tell them that, for example, that like, listen, I'm a comedian. And yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm,
2: I'm, a, I'm actually pretty sure he was asking me about, like, stand-up geek. Like, he was doing, I think, I talk more most normally with yeah. about, like, stuff not necessarily about the song right now and mm. last week. Uh, stand-up yeah. up was literally just, like, a normal chat, which is kind of weird when you yeah. when you yeah. about it. Which is why I'm also annoyed at myself for, like, not writing a diary or, like, because I'm fucking... Made up a bit where I was Kevin talking to him. I've fucking forgotten. Yeah. Because I know it was like quite an extensive conversation that there was a lot in it. Yeah. And I've I've lost most of it. I
1: only remember like the buzz parts, you know. Nah, you still have. Well, I'm gonna say you still have them. That moment it exists. Yeah, it is I know, there, I which I know. is like you know from the point of view of a lyric, liber- like you've kind of lived. If you can't play for or manage yeah. or to That's have a song thing. of your song in the cup. I think that maybe comes like third position in terms of uh, a Liverpool like dream. dream like, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. No. To be honest, just getting a, a Klopp hug. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that uh, yeah. I've had it. Like uh, you know, obviously pandemic, I had to get like a, a real job, you know. Uh, and <laughs> they wanted us to put like uh, three things about us in our email signature, so I just had like Klopp hug recipient.
1: You know? uh, <laughs> That's <was> brilliant. <laughs> Um, what about I, We kind of grew up with him. I've always been intrigued. He seems like a nice guy, but Ray Darcy. Uh, Darcy was lovely to me. Yeah,
2: yeah, um, yeah. Honestly, he was very, very nice. I mean, because they they had I was on his radio show a few times then. Um, I remember I, I was quite gutted. I when I when Liverpool we were in Kiev for the Champions League final. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I so they called me and they were like, oh, uh, this is like maybe the Friday, the finals on a Saturday. And they want to do an interview with me as Kevin. Mm. And this was exactly, I think Saturday might have also been the abortion referendum. Okay. Uh, um, and I knew there was like immediate blackout. Yeah. Uh, you know they're not allowed uh, yeah. for twenty four hours. But I had a joke that I was like, I know they probably have a button, but they, it may not get red to button. them before. Like, if it's a five second thing, they may not realize it fast enough to push the button. Um, <laughs> a dude waiting in the back room with a big red button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, um, for like, yeah, and like, I was kind of gutted that I didn't get on because I was like waiting on the line and I had like a couple different things to say and then. Literally, they get on to me and they're like, oh, yeah, look, Brian Kennedy wants to do an extra song, so he'd you. Oh, uh, but look, if, if we able to win, we'll give you a call again on Monday and I'm just like,
1: oh, f- like,
2: mm, yeah, you know? yeah, sick. Um, yeah, and like the, the joke was... Um, I was Where's the like, button mark? Where's the button? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, it's the joke I was like I was like uh obviously I was in Kevin so like I had a couple of different like you know stupid jokes because it's Kevin like you know and like about <laughs> me being in club colours because I had sunburnt and all that and then I was like oh yeah like I just want to just try loads of like you know Ukrainian things like so I went into a restaurant like tried the loaf of cuisine they had borscht, they had dumplings I said, I oh, would better get abortion because you can't get that in Ireland.
3: Oh.
2: <laughs> and I was like, maybe that would get past them. <laughs> um, that's and, great. And, and, and like, oh, again, that's I was hilarious. like, I know if it does get past them, I'll probably never be after anything <laughs> working again. But it'll be worth it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but
1: you've you've appeared like within media like since then multiple times. Yeah. Like, is... It, what's the objective is it to like if you had a, um, a dream future two year yeah. career like where where does it go
2: to be honest it, it's a I think I think what I love most is stand up comedy like doing yeah. nice stand up and like de- like I think I probably made a mistake in um like I definitely was unfortunate not being able to capitalize when the iron was hot because of just Crohn's because I, sure, I was hot yeah. and I was like literally no energy for like six months Yeah, but I probably should have focus more on online stuff, but in my head, I was I was doing, like, relatively well in terms of, like, in terms of stand-up, in terms of, like, getting better gigs, like, naturally, because it's very different material to do to the Kevin stuff. I was, I was doing better anyway, so I was like, no, I want to keep focusing on this and being a stand-up, um, and I, I kind of negated the online stuff that I probably should have put more effort into, which I, you know, hope to do now. But I think, like, live stand-up and another thing which I haven't really done but I kind of in the plan is I, I really love sketch comedy. Like, yeah. like, really, really love it. And I think, like, I was doing a sketch with John Spillane. I don't know if you've... Yeah. You should get him on if you don't have him on. Yes, yeah, for excellent. sure. Um, and we were doing a sketch at, around Christmas and, like we both said it we were just both laughing for like half a day just <laughs> just shooting it it was just so fun shooting it and I like I've done a couple of sketches where that is in the case and I think that's actually probably the most enjoyable yeah part of anything I, I, I do or I've done just writing sketches and then recording with a couple of friends yeah like so I, I'd like I mean like I love like sketch groups like Dead Kevin and Good Neighbour stuff uh, Auntie Donna mm. uh, that kind of stuff would be probably my favourite so I think stand-up and sketches I would love to personally like focus on on them stuff you
1: know do you know like w- one thing that I, I mean obviously I'm a huge fan of comedy but I haven't I, I wouldn't have gone as frequently to comedy as I have been going over the past say yeah. six months with this project yeah. you know it's a weird thing that I never thought about uh, when you, you go to a comedy gig mm-hmm. and you laugh quite a bit right the next day you feel lighter like yeah. sometimes I'm, when I get stressed I get like I can feel it I in know, my, shoulders. my shoulders it's like literally uptight you know that's literally yeah. what I am it's weird the next day you wake up and you're like Believe. I feel kind of happy like yeah, yeah. yeah, it has like it, there's something in it oh, that...
2: 100% And even just like randomly remembering certain jokes something funny. Yeah. you know what I mean when, when it gets to off guard <laughs> you're walking down the street and you're like ha <laughs> oh, yeah. <yes. laughs> yeah exactly like yeah. um Oh, Jesus, yeah. I mean, um.
1: What's the process for you in, in terms of actually doing stand up? Is uh, jokes come to you like at any moment you write them down? Um, have you ever gone up on stage uh, not really knowing where you're going to go with your, or are you always fully prepared?
2: Um. It's a good question. It's it's kind of mixed and it's... So like, I think before the pandemic, I was in way more of a sweet spot that I, I hope to get back to, because when I was in Cork, I was like resident of City Limits in Cork, which is like every Friday and Saturday. And I was also like, you'd be getting, like usually 15 to 20 minutes, 25 minutes, but then there were some nights you'd come in and Brian, the guy running, would be like, can you do 40? And you're like, oh, okay, I'll do 40. Mm-hmm. But when you're, like I was doing at least the two of those and at that time in Cork, I was also doing, like, usually a Tuesday and maybe a Wednesday. And then my friend Mark, who I, I kind of do the with every year, he's now in London, he'd be driving so we'd go around the country. So, like, at that point, I was doing five, six gigs a week. Well, and when you're doing know. that much and you have that, that kind of match fitness, it does you get so, like, fluid. Yeah. And then, like, you'll always, like, I'll always have an opener and a closer. Mm. Uh, uh, but, like, I, I feel when I'm doing gigs too and far between, I'm more anxious about them even before and I don't think that like you need the match fitness to get like so smooth. Yeah. And like sometimes you do just still even now go, I'll just try this in the middle of it. But when when you're doing five, six days a week and you know what's going well and what's not going well, sometimes you'll be like, okay, i have just open and I'll closer and I've got this like idea of a new bit that I haven't worked out. But when you when you have that match fitness you're able to do that and you end up doing it well. Yeah. Versus when you're just out of kinda you There's know no more, trying, when you're out, of, yeah. when, you're out of, when you're out of practice it takes you so much longer to to try to think you know yeah um so it's trying to get back to the point where you can do so many gigs close to each other that's why the fringe is so great because it's 25 nights it gets you yeah and you like you're doing like you know like i'm doing three shows this year um and that's just the ones i'm like doing and then you'll be doing spots and other shows so like you can be easily doing six seven like spots a day for 25 days so like after about 10 days of that. Do you you didn't always feel like oh, I'm, you
1: know? Own, yeah, yeah. Can, come here. Uh, like, I've been talking to a few uh, comedians recently, and they're all, it seems like they're all going over. Mm. Let, let's call a spade a spade here. Mm. Is it a massive piss up with comedians? Uh, <laughs> or, or, or depends like... on the
2: year. Uh, <laughs> um, no, because for me, it's kind of like a, a, a point, like, some years it's a massive piss up, and then there's like some comedians, and I'm hoping this will be me this year. Uh <laughs> It's uh, like, no, I'm going to not tr- Like, it's either like, I'm not doing it at all yeah. or... Because if you allow yourself to do it, you're, you're doing it. Like, yeah. it's hard to have that in between. Yeah. Like, I've, I think it's maybe my sixth fringe and I'd say it's probably four I've drank and two I haven't drank. Okay. Um, and then, like, what usually happens is, like, even the times I didn't drink, it gets, like, the last week... And then that's when you kind of go off the rails. But it's it's fine, you're so dialled into your show, and it, it's like, you have friends from everywhere at the fringe, like comedians that are in Australia or America or whatever, and then by the last three or four days, you're like, oh, I'm not going to see these guys probably for a year so then you just end up on rooftops at
1: like 3am you know what I mean <laughs> um. I, like I imagine also it, like alcohol I've listened back to um, a couple of podcasts probably more the live ones mm. where I've had it, like I don't drink a lot but like maybe two or three pints and you mm. feel like everything is fine yeah. but actually when you listen back it's like wow it's real slow there or that, yeah. com- that comment didn't make any sense and sometimes you're better off being nervous and like having that
2: oh uh, uh, you're like I for sure you're about I think you're better being sober especially if it's an extended period like the French yeah. because you obviously just, like your head's slower even just the yeah. next day um yeah, I, like, I, like, I, no, I, I definitely will. I'm not going to go on with my nonsense. Talk. I hope I'm not going to drink this year. Yeah, good
1: man. There you go. There you go. It's a, you've heard it here first. You can, you can report back in a few weeks. I was
2: saying, I, was saying, I hope, was that last year's fringe. Since it was, like, the first full fringe since the pandemic, Yeah, I felt I had to do it because... It was, like, the first time in three years seeing everyone. Yeah. Um. So I went and I did it, but I was working, like, 9 to 5.30 in a sales job, and uh, I'd only also, like, just started the job two months earlier. I like, like, moved, job, and, uh, look, they were so sound, they let me go over. Uh, and I was like, oh, I'm not going to drink because I've got the job. And I did, like one of my housemates, Luke, <laughs> like, two weeks in, he was just like, what's fucking... He was just like... Because, like, him and, like, two of the other housemates didn't drink at all, and he was just like... This is like 'cause like you're the one who's working like a nine to five. You're the one who's out every night i <laughs> and <I'm> like <laughs> what? I was like like there was a gig at one AM, an Irish gig, and I would like i do that sometimes and then you are always we just always go, oh we'll have one point after and then mm-hmm. I'm back at three or at half past three and i have to get up at fucking nine again. Jesus. You know, and I was just doing that on repeat and I just got into the thing where I just got comfortable with it. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't know how I managed to get through that fringe to be honest. Like yeah. but, um but not
1: this year. We'll see. Yeah. Um what is you've you've played gigs uh, across the UK and outside of Ireland probably mm-hmm. more maybe more so than other comedians that we've had on the show. Mm-hmm. So what would be your perspective of the comedy scene in Dublin? Um maybe compared to, to other places. Do you see it as a, quite a vibrant scene? Is it got something here that you wouldn't see in other places? <sighs>
2: um yeah like i said so i do want to be sincere here like yeah. you know, it's very it's very easy to be like it's the best thing ever like mm-hmm. and like i wouldn't like there's amazing comedians in dublin um like i think Amsterdam was great but i think like i, I know Amsterdam was actually built even a lot more since i left uh Amsterdam was great it was mostly expat crowds but you get really big crowds um and now I, I know that's even got better and better and uh, there was actually still a very high quality at least the top comedians in Amsterdam are very very good uh, Dublin has Too much good comedians uh, It has obviously Every every type It's got bad comedians too But it's got yeah. Loads of great comedians And there's uh, Loads of seriously Sound comedians too So like There is that That is great But like I do take Like I think Like the Quark scene I think is also A very sound scene um, Like there's also Some very good comedians There's obviously Not as much gigs But there's still Gigs every night yeah. I think like Tuesday night in Collins is is probably my favourite place to play. I think it's just set up so perfectly. It's like it's a room that lo- it always wins the Imro Small Venue Award for music just because mm-hmm. it's like big stage, small, uh, low, ceiling. Low, low, ceiling. low ceiling. It's just like straight ceiling like that in a perfect square. It's the perfect room. And the guy who set it up, he's just kind of managed to build a kind of a uh, a kind of a cult comedy following because he, he regularly brings over people from the UK that have played The call play and things like that as well wow. and I just I love doing that and I feel so comfortable there because I I also just kind of know that like I've done well enough times here that even if it don't do well yeah. it's okay but then because you know that you never don't do well you know yeah um, it's
1: like kind of like your home gig or whatever yeah
2: yeah exactly and also I mean City Limits as well like, since I was a resident there I also, also feel comfortable there and it's a very different style of gig so I feel it's good for... It's good to having very different crowds so you can kind of develop in, in different ways. Um, I, I love the court scene in that. I think the court scene I find is more one kind of unity, whereas I do feel Dublin is very kind of cliquey. Like, there is, like, if you play certain gigs, people don't like you, even if they don't know you. Mm, um, it's just
1: your gig and we don't associate with them. And
2: yeah, so yeah. There, there's a lot of that. And I feel that in Dublin... Uh, you do have to like it's something that actually since I was when I was working the job I only quit my, my job since the pandemic about two months ago and I kind of felt that like first of all I don't really like hustling because I hate having to ask you know Yeah. but a big part of Dublin is you just have to show up at the gigs a few times to get spots even even with people that are because because there's too many good comedians so they're never going to need ya, you know what mm. I mean? um so i think you really have to like hustle like that in dublin you have to be showing up yeah. on the reg to do that and then also i feel like if you're seeing like oh like there's a lot of infighting between different clubs there's like four or five different clubs that have different reasons for disliking each other or certain people and that's one thing that I don't like about the Dublin scene I think it's Mm. a lot less like it's uh, obviously very stereotypical Cork here (laughs) (laughs) Cork (laughs) but Cork does at least when I came up in Cork it felt like we're a solid community we all we all have each other's backs Yeah, and like we all like each other as people and it's like a friend of mine actually who's now in London I also won't name him because I'm not going to him you know, under the bus, like. <laughs> yeah I'm him under the bus but he was uh, he was damn right in saying it to you, because when I was moving to Dublin he was um he was in London and he was like look he was like he was advising me to move to London and he was saying that like yeah it's obviously like might be a bit harder in London he's like but like, like there's a big difference between Cork and Dublin he's like in Dublin everyone's like an avatar and like you think people are your friends but it's the avatar and it's what you can do for them and it's mm-hmm. as long as you have you know something that you can give it's not like we know each other as people and if anything happens I'm here for you yeah, it's, it's way more transactional yeah. and he was I think he was right. like really yeah
1: um, I don't like that um, nature of like, like whatever about it being Dublin but clubs in general have always had a bit of an issue with that even growing up here and you know it's a bit like that mm-hmm. if you play for the Gaelic football club like you don't go and play rugby, also. Yeah, You yeah. know, or you, or the, you know, there's bars in both clubs. You can't. Yeah. You, you can't go. go, or you walk in. It's like, oh, your man's from the rugby club In the Gaelic football. I was like, hey, who gives that a fuck, man. Yeah. Who cares? you said one few comedians that have spoken that openly
2: about that because all the other comedians are like, I oh, know everyone's nice. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Good. I, have heard. I've, I've listened to one or two, and like, I was like, I know you really mean. let But place. the thing is, yeah. like, they're obviously like the thing is there's some great characters in comedy and like i find you i think you get really the very best and the very worst come into this you get some of the most sincere beautiful people that are hilarious and then you also get some of the other side and it's obviously just the nature of it you there's no way you're going to stop that but like i did for sure dub is a lot more cutthroat than any other scene i've been in yeah um
1: I'm going to ask you an, an, a, a, a question about this, but it's very indirect, right? Uh, what's your favourite comedy club in Dublin?
2: Ah, oh, you can't. It's too many, it? I don't know what. They're all great. Like, uh, like, I get, like nah. On my own, 350 comedy. It's <laughs> defunct, but we'll be coming back yeah. uh, in September, 350 comedy. Ah, oh, no, if I stay in one, it'll probably knock me out of I mean there's loads of comedians I, I love and I think are great I mean Brian Gallagher runs uh, Slash Laughs so it's a great gig hmm. um, <laughs> Eddie Eddie and Dave on the ground that's a great gig um, but no I don't want to be named No, I'm uh, I might, yeah, that's fair that's,
1: that's yeah. fair uh, the answer was the a Life in Dublin live show by the way oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah obviously, yeah, obviously yeah. no beef of no, because well, we're, we're just, just, just just to yeah, put it out there we're not a comedy club or yeah. overnight or whatever but yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it's been a, it's been one thing that's just kind of happened by accident because we had at the very beginning we had Melinda and Nia on so the whole live show thing at the very beginning for us was with the first twenty or so people that we had on the podcast, so it was like it'd be cool if all of these people could meet each other. Yeah. and and then I was like, oh well, one of them's a comedian and the other guy's a musician. Maybe, maybe I'll ask them if they like want to, you know? Yeah, like I was thinking we have a dinner or something, and then like well, one of them plays music. Or it's like, I don't know. And then talking to Melinda, he's like, well, you could ask the Black Sheep. You know, maybe if we could have something there and that's oh is that how you did the
2: live show that's
1: how it started oh sick nice yeah so it wasn't we never intended on like let's do live shows and then a couple of people were like oh like it'd be cool if you did this more regularly more, more often so that's kind of how it started, but yeah. um, it's good fun. It, yeah. It's work, yeah. and there's work involved in it, as you know. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I'm trying to balance that as well because you're like, oh, you know, I don't know really where I'm going or this or what I want from this. So you kind of have to. You're
2: doing it bi-weekly, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, I think a lot better. I, yeah, I, I like I every week. Every, like doing something every week, unless because even like I saw you when the time I came into it. There, there is still a nice bit of setup and stuff, and just yeah. like. That's why, like, if I'm, you know, like I've done gigs where in venues, I've like, ran gigs in venues where you walk in and everything's there, and yeah. a gig like that weekly is sweet. Yeah, you know, mm. It's when you're logging stuff and you're setting stuff up for an hour or two before and then pull down after, it yeah. adds so much. Yeah. I mean, at least there is two e. I've I've done both where I ran gigs with people and and yeah. alone and like. In terms of doing weekly, especially if you're lugging any gear, I, I, you'd have to be—you'd have to have someone else, and you'd have, they'd have to be like. Reliable, yeah. you know, have their heads go on because there are like There's some people in their sound but they've never ran anything and just a bit spaced in that. Yeah, they're spaced. It's exactly the yeah. word that, like, if you're trying to set up a good thing and you have to like be giving them the orders, yeah, rather than basically just doing both jobs. It, yeah, you know what I mean, <laughs> right, Mark? <laughs> yeah. uh, but why like, weekly then works so much better? I so mean, as, as, as well just having whatever day you pick. Not having it that, like, some days you have that day free to do something else, yeah. rather yeah. than it just being, oh, I never have this day free anymore.
1: Well, yeah, we, we tried to do it weekly, and I couldn't, um, and I found that then, because there's, you have to promote it, like, on Instagram, uh, you have to find the people that are going to play, and that in itself can take... Uh Couple like reason. I'll be totally honest, I still don't have there's a few different musicians for, for Monday, but I'm still yeah. I don't have one a hundred percent. Yeah. And I've been doing since two weeks ago. It's just like someone will say, oh, yeah, I'm totally in for playing there, like Messenger's like, Oh shit, yeah. I've got this other sort of thing on uh so to do that every week, like what I was finding is like, I'm going to, this is going to bomb yeah. sooner or later. Um, yeah. I don't want that to happen. Um, you have a podcast. You've got 12 episodes, I think, uh, <laughs> going out coming out soon. <laughs> yeah. What's the story with that?
2: Yeah. So I'm going to, um, I think I'm going to release it on the 29th of June. I don't know when this is going out. Uh, this will be on on Monday. Okay. So I think I think I'm going to release on the 29th of June in a, in a very sneaky bid in that because it is my birthday. Hey. So I can put out a birthday post being like, "Oh, the nicest way you can ever me is <laughs> checking this out." But <laughs> in my new podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it, so it's called "My Worst Bomb Comedy Death Stories." Uh, so it's just me sitting with uh, another comedian, audio and video. Um, basically them just telling the story of a particularly terrible gig or the worst time they bombed in comedy then obviously just talking about like a little bit about like you know how they came up as a comedian what scenes they've been in how much they enjoy watching their friends bomb and things like that you know Um they've been like they've been very good so far I, I haven't edited them yet the next week is going to be yeah. just editing Um but I've been yeah I've been quite happy with the proof of concept cause amazing you, you never know until there's you, like you are just doing it like and like I kind of I mean it, it, the concept came up in at the Fringe last year it was like the last week at the Fringe I had a particularly terrible bomb and it was <laughs> like like at this point I don't really bomb anymore you mm-hmm. know um, and now it's at the point where you, when you have a gig that you don't do as well as what you usually do you consider that a bomb mm. but this was a gig where it was a bomb bomb like okay. it was like everyone hates you bomb you know oh.
1: um, how like yeah I, I don't understand how that could happen I've seen you play how could that happen for you was uh, well, it just was it was an off night that you had ah
2: uh, no in, in fairness I definitely blame the crowd <laughs> <laughs> yeah. some comedians are like you can never blame the crowd shut up like you can't like, sometimes <laughs> there, there are times where it's not set up like in, no in fairness uh it de- like, it really, really hurt, but for sure, I mean, it was a 1am gig, it was in a room that, like, holds 200, but only had about 60, mm. high ceilings, every single person bombed. Um, wow. And it was like, but, but about 15 people walked out after I bombed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I lost about 25% of the crowd. But uh, what I want, in fairness, there was, like, the whole... First person bomb, eye bomb, third person bomb. Third person bomb was actually Robbie Wilde, oh, uh, nice. who came out dressed as Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's his fault. Now, no, that is- itself is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh it really no, yeah, the, the the thing is, it was like it would have worked in any other gig, but in a gig where most people are off their face. They don't uh, even know what they're seeing, and everyone is bombed so far. That's when you don't walk. <laughs> you <know, laughs> you do try. Yeah. You know. But uh, he's such a fucking legend. He's like, um, but yeah, as in it was, it went, like I came off a five minutes it's early. It was just kind of soul crushing. Um, Brian Gallagher was hosting, and I remember like he came because he started. I was like, I just not used to having that level of a bomb anymore. You know. Yeah. Um, but then it kind of just gave me the idea because we were talking about bombing for the next two, three days it gave me the idea of doing it. and like I wanted to start it then but I just I, I was working and it was one week left. But I asked a lot of like bigger comics in Edinburgh and they're all up for doing it. So now this year's Edinburgh I know I'll be able to get some like nice names. And the first one I did record in Edinburgh with my housemate, uh, David Boyd, who's the Aussie Comic. Mm. I told you before yeah. started, um he he does the I'm quitting I'm quitting alcohol podcast for Amazing. the last four years. He was perfect to do the first one with because he's so used to podcasting, yeah. Um, and he's a great comic, so and he he had an absolutely phenomenal story as well of his worst bomb. Um, so as soon as I did that with him, I like I knew it was good, and he was like he he'd been on to me every couple of months too, been like, when are you starting to get on this? This is good. Uh, but I only only since I kind of quit the job, I was like, all right, let's do this. So I've, I've never now recorded twelve. Um, Deadly I'll try to have all 12 edited fully with the clips So that when I start on the 29th I'll put three And then maybe one out every two days So that I'll, I'll drop yeah. ten or, I'll drop ten in the first two and a half weeks yeah, uh, And then go weekly um, And like as long as I get Like I've another four or five scouting to record uh, In the next few weeks So by the time I'm at the Fringe I'll still be like you know Two or three episodes ahead, and then I like I'm hoping to get like twenty or thirty recorded during the fringe, uh, which again just try to edit all of them in a bulk and be half a year ahead because it's it's not a it's not a time you do like it doesn't matter if something comes out four months later it's just a story of like a particularly bad gig that someone had it's yeah not yeah yeah yeah
1: what do they know? call that evergreen content yeah, yeah. there you yeah. go There's my bullshit term for the day Um <laughs> but come here like are you like to to do that obviously re- requires a quite a, a bit of work and kind of research and all the rest yeah. of it um, I know how much of a job it is so yeah. fair, fair play for putting it all together um, if we're going to find it because this will go out on Monday yeah. do you have a, a, a like a, are you going to put use your, your own Instagram have you set up a different one what's the story with that
2: yeah I think um. so I uh, like so my own Instagram is at Richie Sheehy or yeah. I-C-H-Y S-A-P-E-H-Y but I'm sure um, there'll be a link to and that stuff, and yeah. Yeah. Um, I do have so I've set up the tags already but I'm, I'm in a thing where I, I know they should. it should be the same tag for each social account mm. but I can get better ones on some than others yeah. like mm. for some reason Twitter won't give me I think it's because I, I wanted to use the tag Comedy Death Stories because uh, then because the title will be my worst bomb but it's you know uh, it's my worst bomb comedy death stories and I yeah. think at comedy death stories is a better uh, yeah. tag mm. so like I have comedy dead stories on Instagram I don't know but I can't get it for Twitter and then I'm just like should I change it all to be the same thing Yeah, you know yeah. like just like MWB pod or my worst bomb and I think I'm gonna stick with comedy dead stories on everything except for Twitter um and just do a different one for Twitter, as lame as that is. Yeah.
1: Um ah, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. Is it like is it addictive doing comedy? Like I say that because I remember we spoke to Sean Oyosa yeah. like, way back I, yeah. probably last year at some point. Um and he was he was talking about how when, when he bombs, like sometimes he would like walk out of there and he'll go I actually i'm done yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. you know <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. i i I not want to quit yeah and then obviously like you get like back into it or something because yeah. he he loves it like all of the comedians that we talk to absolutely love it yeah and you know like i'll take uh we'll take liverpool for example yeah. um you know growing up i imagine you supported them as a kid as well it was tough yeah. times but yeah. actually when i think back to it like those were kind of it was the there's such strong emotion like mm. you know mm, I like when when something good happened it was yeah. even the high was even better yeah, yeah, yeah. because it was of the bombs.
2: final in the exactly of in one <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah that sort of stuff so you you get like this you're almost become addicted to the emotion of it yeah you know uh, I wonder is comedy like that no
2: I mean many percent it's 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 so addictive and I have a very highly addictive personality <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the most addictive thing and like, it is, even even in, when I was doing those pods, a few people have said about, like, their bad gig that, like, it's the exact same as Sean was saying that, like, and I was like, I'm absolutely, I'm going to quit, I'm going to quit. Uh, luckily, like, for for example, Boyle was saying, he was like, luckily I had a gig booked the next night, like. Mm. So, so like Straight to back in. Yeah. You know? Uh, and that's kind of what you need. But I, I actually think, I remember I read, I read, at, um, I read a research before about gambling, about, why gambling is so addictive is it's not like the wins when you win it's the it's the, the kind of the, the hope when you're placing the bet and stuff like mm. that and I think that there's the same uh, in comedy because you've got so many variables such as where you're placed uh, where you're placed on the show the crowd if it's the type of club that has a crowd that suits you or not you know obviously if you're opening or if you're in the middle like if you go on right after a bomb versus you go on when there's a wave like there's so many variables that can change at any mm. split second or even you can accidentally say something not the way you want and it doesn't lead you into the segue that you want so I think that like there's enough um, I'm sorry my vocabulary is in grey right now but uh, <laughs> there's enough like um, like there's enough that you're unsure of that anything can kind of change and it's it's that kind of roller coaster of emotions that you're like you're never certain like you can go on and do an amazing gig but like you get such a high from it after because it's not like you were going to go on and you knew you were going to smash it. Yeah. You know, so when you do go on and smash it on like a big gig, it's great. And then obviously sometimes it goes the opposite way. Um, and like I can I can remember actually when I was doing my masters, I was talking to a friend after a gig, and I think I had a gig on Monday and a Tuesday, and the Monday gig I absolutely murdered, uh, and then the, the Tuesday gig I did I did I did well, but I just didn't do anywhere near as good as the Monday gig. And my friend was asking me how the gig went like the night before, this is Wednesday morning. And I was explaining to him the Tuesday gig, mm. which it actually went well. Yeah. And it was only when he responded being like, oh man, I'm so sorry to hear that I realised like, oh wait, I just told him this as if I bombed or did a terrible gig. Yeah. But the truth is, I was just comparing it to Monday's gig and it, it's always that kind of rollercoaster that, like, if, if I had a shit gig on Monday, that gig on Tuesday would have been amazing. Yeah. You know, it would have felt so much better. Like, okay, I'm back, I redeemed myself. Versus, ah, I'm just, you know, why I was I not able to hit that? That, that high same beautiful high on Sunday, yeah. like it's the
1: expectations know? thing the isn't expectations, it
2: the expectations that's exactly yeah. It, yeah.
1: Um, I imagine that's a hard one to I don't think I could do it man uh, <laughs> not that I have the talent to do it anyway but even if I did I, I would find I think dealing with those emotions quite tough well,
2: um, from you, but like Um one thing I find because uh, I used to run like a gig in Amsterdam where a lot of people do their first gigs and I, I often found people who come up and they're like oh like unsure or like I don't really know the thing they're always the ones that either have something or end up doing quite well Whereas the yeah. ones that Come in cocky oh, The ones that come in cocky I are mean, 99% of the time the ones that are terrible And you know they're never like yeah. really I mean like you know It's always the ones that like have a bit of like They're like oh I know it's really hard like, They're the ones that like They're if logical and they for know, improvements and yeah. be better Like yeah. People that already think they're the tits are like I, I'm gonna do class And if they go it like it's not my fault I did the best too
1: Yeah well, like also, I think within the comedian, you definitely don't want to watch an arrogant yeah. comedian. Like you yeah. have to have a humility, like Related especially in Ireland. Yeah. I would imagine it's normal for most comedians to take the piss out of themselves a little bit. Yeah,
2: like I think unless it's a clear character, yeah, author, that's like an Anthony Jasminek, but like yeah, yeah, you know who is you know just being this sociopathic, arrogant kind of good-looking guy. Yeah, unless it's that clear thing. Um, yeah, someone who's just actually sincerely arrogant and, mm. you know, mm. uh, it's an much mm. yeah. yeah.
1: Will you put in a word with uh, Jürgen Klopp for us to see if he wants to come on A Life in Dublin <laughs> at any <laughs> point? Fine, <laughs> no, I, will, I
2: will. I'll actually tell you, like, uh, I'll tell you a good one that maybe you should get, Like, uh, you, you should actually, uh, please actually do this. <laughs> my friend, my housemate's an audio engineer Um, and he, he, like, he was doing a gig, uh, I'm trying to think, was it, I think where it was, it might have been Vicar Street, or it might have been. It was, it was a nice venue anyway, and it was like a League of Ireland podcast. Mm. And um, he's not really into footballs. So he was just telling me after, and they, they was like one of their first live ones. So they had Stephen Kenny on. Yeah. And Stephen Kenny was saying that like he never does a podcast. Them the podcast. They hounded him a good bit. He's like he never does podcast because it's just not his thing. And he's like, oh, Stephen Kenny said, Well, oh, now that I've done this, I'm sure people are going to now think. I'm a podcast guy and they're gonna all be getting on to me so I was thinking if everyone please just email them and go, oh, I hear you're a podcast. You might as well, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I heard you dipped your toe and now you love it. You love it. I love it. <laughs> I'm sure he'd be a good podcast too, yeah. right, you know?
1: Yeah. Sports things is, is one of those, um, like I, uh, with the, I don't really have a plan for this in the long term. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm just, we're going to follow curiosity and see where that takes us. Yeah. Because, you know, everyone's like, oh, who who is your, like, almost as if it's a business, like, who is the person that listens to it? What do they do? Yeah. What do they wear? It's like, I don't know. And I think it's all very, very different. <laughs> um, but... I think sports journalism in this country mm. and podcasts is actually it's done so well 100%. by the likes of second captains and yeah. off the ball that I wouldn't even go near because it's just oh, yeah gonna, that's fair yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah
2: yeah no that's fair cause yeah. I, I've been at a few of their live things and I uh, had second captains over a year ago, and it, like it, in fairness, it was it's so excellent, mm-hmm.
1: like you know. Uh, even I was talking to someone about this yesterday. The little audio bits that they put together, mm-hmm. um, I think it's your man Mark Horgan that does it. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, they're genius. Yeah. The one, some of the ones of Ken Early telling stories, yeah, that,
2: and it, like all the like, they're all so knowledgeable. Yeah, you like you know, so yeah, you're like in fairness, yeah, like if you were to somebody see, like you have to just try bring it
1: in a different direction like that not like, like, like yeah, like, yeah. No, we'd we'll we'll, like get him to do what's some
2: stand up or something yeah, ice cream flavour <laughs> <laughs> yeah what's your favorite ice cream yeah exactly like that you do know, the zero about what he actually yeah. does yeah, yeah. yeah where'd you get your shades <laughs> 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 honestly yeah. like you know it would, that would be quite interesting <laughs> be just bring on a bunch of comics and talk about art or just the sports
1: people yeah. talk about not sports yeah the, yeah. should Richie um, <laughs> <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure oh, R- a real good fun yeah Yeah. um thanks so much for doing this um i'll have your instagram in the description of this episode it comes the podcast comes out on the 29th of june which i'm sure will be also as your birthday and i'll also there'll be links i'm sure there that people can can find that Um, and yeah thanks i don't know is there anything else that you want to say before we finish uh
2: not really i suppose if anyone is in edinburgh join the edinburgh fringe festival um then i'm doing three shows uh so we're doing uh myself and mark o'keefe are doing a split show we kind of do that every year uh so this uh, the split show is 2 45 pm in uh the cinema room of brass monkey it's called the young ish offenders uh, um, <laughs> nice then uh, the other main show i want to promote is 11 pm in uh the alcove of bar 50 and so that is going to be a compilation of just dark comedy mm. uh the tagline is uh a compilation of the worst human beings doing comedy, um, <laughs> and uh, the the name of the show is called the Prince Andrew Tate Appreciation Hour. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and look out for the poster. We've someone doing the poster. Uh, I'm pretty because we wanted to make sure that people who see the name don't think that we are fans of, yeah, yeah. You know, of uh, Prince Andrew or Andrew Tate. So I think once you see the poster. Uh,
1: You know, it'll it'll be tastefully done. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm hoping it'll
2: drop up some uh, some some controversy. Yeah, exactly.
1: Boom! All right, thanks so much, Richard. Thanks Thanks, so much, much. Deadly.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen